In some ways it's true, the planet is on fire. The IPCC reports the world needs to invest about 2.4 trillion US dollars every year until 2035 into the energy infrastructure system to be able to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. That's the number we all want to see so that we don't cook this place and destroy the waves we love. Luckily, your money can do some of the heavy lifting. I sat down for another car park convo with Camille Soquet-Claire from Bloom Impact. She's the co-founder and CEO. Uh, we spoke all about the new Bloom Money investment app for impact investment. Um, it's a tremendous uh, initiative. It's a tremendous startup. And I think that Camille is an awesome CEO and someone who is well worth listening to. We dive into money in this podcast. We talk about how you can put your money to good work when it comes to climate impact. And I'm sure many of you will have plenty of questions afterwards. So there are some notes in the show notes and some links to Bloom Impact so you can check them out. It's one way, a very simple way that you can put your money to work to solve the climate crisis. Huge thank you to Camille for sitting down for a chat. And now on with the show. Okay, well, it is my great pleasure to record another uh, Car Park Convos podcast today, this time with uh, one of our business donors at Surface for Climate, um, Camille, the CEO of Bloom Impact. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. You notice that I skipped the bit about pronouncing your last name. So can you do the full introduction of your name and kind of the job title and where you actually come from? <laughs> That's fair enough. It's a, mm. it's a fr French name, how to pronounce. So, it is um, a hard one. yeah, <laughs> my name is Camille Soquet-Claire. Um, I'm the CEO and founder um, of Bloom Impact Investing. Um, does that work? That works. That works. Um, thank you for um, uh, giving me that luxury of not butchering your surname on the way in. Um, so, let's talk about money. I mean, it's an interesting platform application that you've developed it's all about impact investing and kind of getting it into the pockets of people as far as i understand but at the moment in australia there's a lot of money talk inflation people are kind of freaking out where does um your type of uh offering to the market sit in all of this perceived chaos right now and maybe it's an opportunity to give a a background on what exactly bloom is doing Mm, absolutely. I'm going to start with what Bloom does and then that will contextualize how we sit um, in quite a volatile and complex environment. So Bloom is essentially an investing app and platform with a climate impact mission. We exist to help people invest in climate solutions. And the problem we are solving at the moment is that unfortunately today, a lot of people are overwhelmed by climate change. And although we all do our best to make an impact, like recycling and changing our diets, um, I think we are sometimes missing the big picture. And the big picture is our money. Um, because the single most important action that most individuals um, can take when it comes to fighting climate change is um, the way they manage their money. Um, but unfortunately, investing in clean tech and climate impact so things like solar farms and recycling facilities or green bonds. This is super complex 
and has for a long time um, been restricted to wealthy um, or institutional investors. So Bloom is here to change that. We want to democratize climate investing. And that brings me to where we sit in the current economic um, context. So yes, um, markets have been down since the beginning of the year. It's been pretty tough. Um, and I, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, but that doesn't really change our strategy. Bloom invests for the long term. We have um, a seven years um, horizon. So um, we actually feel very confident in our investment strategy. Um, and that's also to do with our investment thesis which is <laughs> the world is changing. Um, the um, climate transition is underway. Um, countries across the globe have committed to net zero targets and the energy mix is already shifting from fossil fuels to clean energy. So crisis or not, um, prices of stocks going up or down, we know and we are confident that this transition is happening and we are investing in this transition. Does that make sense? I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, one of the things that people, I mean, not a lot of us, like the the one thing that a lot of Aussies, I guess, invest for the long term typically is in property, right? They invest in in the home that they live in. Um, mm -hmm. do, have you found with um, what you're offering to the market, because it, it is a new opportunity, right? You mentioned that typically it's uh, institutional investors or what I believe is referred to as sophisticated investors, other right. people who have only been able to invest in in these types of stocks. Um, and and as an example, I believe is it a sophisticated investor has over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars available to invest or something uh, like that. Is yeah. there a weird definition? Two point five. Yeah, that's right. That there's an official definition, um, which is a two point five um, million net wealth um, certified by your accountant. There or you go. you've been or you've been earning um over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for two years in a row, I believe. So this is a small portion of Australians. Yeah, and so nobody has really ever been able to connect with this type of investing that you're offering. So I guess the question that kind of needs to be asked is how have you changed this? Like how what is it that Bloom is doing that's enabling this impact investing to reach everyday people like you and I? That's right. So um look the way the way we've done it on a simple in simple terms is we've mixed Liquid investments, so typically listed companies and stocks yep. that you know anyone can already access on any brokerage or investing app platform. Yep. With um, more illiquid um, assets like infrastructure. So when I say infrastructure, I mean like um, things like solar farms or recycling facilities. Yeah. Um, or waste or waste pens. Um, as well as green bonds that are not listed on the stock market. Yep. And finally, fixed interest assets. So fixed interest assets, um, typically in our portfolio, um, we have solar loans that um, are, you know, loans that are given to consumers to put solar on their roof, for example. Yep. So, th so this is what we've done. We've created a fund from scratch. It's a man managed fund. Nothing exotic here. <laughs> there are tons, <laughs> tons of tons of managed funds out there. 
but I guess um, we are the first one to really care about um, opening this these new assets to retail investors. Yeah, it's super interesting. I look, I'm looking at the pie graph now of your kind of breakdown of the different types of investments that you have there. Um, and, it, and it looks like, you know, it says here it's like 54% international equities, 14% Australian equities. So essentially that mix there, uh, 68% is basically shares. That's what you're saying is the liquid that's right. um, assets. But not, that's right. Not, not any shares though. Um, all of them, a hundred percent of them are aligned yep. with our climate impact um, framework, yep. which is all embedded in science. So every single stock in our portfolio is aligned with a climate um, framework called Project Drawdown or Climate Works, mm-hmm. and these scientific models map our transition towards net zero. So um, yeah, not not any stock. But the reason why we've done this um, is, I guess, a regulatory requirement, but also quite um, simply to enable our customers to have their money in and out of the fund within less than five business days. That's what we want, right? You don't want your money to be locked away. Mm. Yeah, everybody wants to have flexibility. Um, and we and on that, you know, like because typically it can be, I own a few shares myself. So I know that there's these kind of minimum investment levels usually of $500. So it looks mm-hmm. like Bloom is no different there in terms of if I was going to buy shares on the through my brokerage um, with my mm-hmm. bank, you know, like it's usually a minimum $500 thing. Um, so, but when, when you talk about like what, what everybody wants to know, I guess, is that, and I guess maybe it's a question that I have is that with the way money has worked lately, um, there's been a lot of it put into the economies around the world. So it's kind of the interest rates have typically gone down until, only maybe six months ago or or even four months ago when they started to come back up, but quite quickly. So if we're seeing interest rates go up, um actually putting your money into 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 some something like this, is it a good time or a bad time? like what's what's the take on this? because um you mentioned that your time horizon's quite long, seven years. Mm-hmm. um you're backing things like solar farms and infrastructure, but there are shares there which are kind of maybe at risk a little bit. But what, what's your expected mm-hmm. return on on the investment for people just mm-hmm. so they can understand, I guess, mm-hmm. what Bloom is offering? Um, I'm going to start by replying to the first part of your question, which is, is now a good time? Mm. Um, I'm going to use a um, Warren Buffet um, quote here um, where, you know, it's the classic um, time in the market, not timing the market. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's really that's really important. Um, at Bloom, we believe in investing, not trading. The difference is mm-hmm. investing is for the long term. Trading is trying to make a quick, um, you know, quick profit, um, being in and out and changing your money from thing from one thing to the next. Mm. Um, but that's not really how impact investing works. Um, and I think I'm going to use another Warren Buffett quote. Not that I'm a fan, <laughs> but I think it works really well in this context. Um, I believe he said, um, you know, be greedy when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. Mm-hmm. So when mar- when markets go down, essentially it creates um, some panic, but also some opportunities um, 
So I, I do believe it's, you know, it's an interesting time to um, invest. Mm. And again, it all comes back to the, um, what are you investing in? You know, um, I think a lot of big tech stocks were overvalued and have taken a huge um, cut in value. So we're talking mm. here about, you know, the um, Google and the Amazon and the Netflix of the world. Mm. Um, but Bloom, Bloom invests in the real world, the real economy. We invest in waste companies, in dynamic glass companies, in mm. electric vehicles. Um, I don't think this is going anywhere. Like at the end of the day, you know, we, we complexify, we, the problem with the investing in financial world is sometimes we over we overcomplicate things. Mm. But I think it's always good to take a step back and and think what what am I actually investing in here? Yeah. What what value what value is it bringing to the world? Um, there's been a lot of talk about this crisis bringing more quality investing style um, to the forefront. Um, of investing. So when we say quality investing, it means investing in, you know, very solid companies that have strong balance sheets and have some, you know, really solid um, business models and that are actually making money. Mm. Um, not, not that we apply this to our full portfolio and not saying that this is our, um, our methodology, but I think, it's a sound approach, you know, just going back to what are you investing in? What are they producing in the world? Mm. And if they, if they produce something or they, if they solve a problem, is this problem going away? Mm. Is it something that, you know, people will continue to have? Um, and I really believe that every single thing we invest in in Bloom um, is in that category, mm. energy, um, transport, you know, no matter which crisis we're going into, I think, I think we'll need these things. Mm, yeah, exactly. No, that's super interesting. This idea of quality and that kind of differentiation between day trading and investing, I think is really important because often I think we get these ideas of Hollywood movies where people are buying and selling and buying and selling in that, um, that rush, <laughs> um, you know, you get those, um, different ideas about what's actually happening um, it's speculating yeah, yeah that's exactly. not something we that's not something we do at when we yeah we invest um, for the long term i'm just going to add one more thing so you you mentioned people investing in property so um a good way to think about a crisis as well is just um reevaluating our strategies and making sure that we are diversified mm. so meaning that we invest in different things, different industries, different asset classes, and different geographies. Mm. And this is something we do at Bloom. We invest, you know, domestically, but also internationally yeah. and in all sorts of different um, climate solutions. It's not just a few solid stocks. Yeah. Um, and we investing in clean energy is interesting because um, some assets are not correlated, necessarily correlated with um the ups and downs of the market. Mm. So typically infrastructure um, or bonds or some fixed interest assets are a really good defensive strategy when um, the market is really volatile. Mm. And these fixed income assets you're talking about, that's this kind of debt for a solar farm. Um, Mm. That's, that's, you know, putting up the money for a solar farm, which has a really kind of 
almost guaranteed return, right? Like the sun, and as long as the sun keeps shining, we're all still going to buy electricity. So it seems like those types of things should be quite solid usually. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's there's nothing like a guaranteed um, return, you know, and past performance is never mm-hmm. <laughs> indicative of future performance. <laughs> you know, you know the, the the saying, and I'm, I'm certainly not not giving advice here, but um, yeah, I guess the, the nature of those assets is defensive because um, yeah, they are less risky and less volatile typically. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's super interesting. I mean, in terms of your journey into this space as an individual, I mean, did you come from a clean technology background or what What kind of got your interest? Because a lot of the time with the work we do at Surface for Climate, we're always trying to share with people ways that they can get involved in taking action. And, of course, one easy way from this conversation is to download the Bloom app and, you know, buy some of like invest through the app and you can – um, you can see what your money's doing in there. I, I notice it's quite clear about where it's going. There's a lot of information about the companies and all this kind of stuff. So super interesting. Um, but for you personally, like it's it's like a career decision. So how did you find yourself in this position of leading a startup in this clean technology space? Oh, absolutely. Look, um, do you know the concept of ikigai, the Japanese concept? Enlighten so us. It- Imagine three circles mm-hmm. um, overlapping. The first circle is what you are good at. Mm-hmm. The second is um, what you can be paid for. And the third is what the world needs. Um, Bloom is my ikigai. It's mm-hmm. my purpose. It's not just a startup. Um, it's, it's a life mission to um, fight climate change at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm essentially a climate activist um, disguised in a um, financial service um, <laughs> professional suit, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, because I think um, where, where was I going with this is I didn't um, – so my background is in financial services. Mm. I have a business background, a business and marketing degree, um, and then – in 2018, I pivoted my career towards um, clean tech. I then um, worked for two years for a clean tech accelerator. So this is where I really learned about clean energy and mm-hmm. um, and clean technologies of the future. But then um, I saw financial services as an amazing um, opportunity mm-hmm. to drive change. So yeah, it's been. Um, it's been a great adventure to learn all about finance. I'm not mm. an expert, still not an expert, but um, actually I, my belief is that everyone, unfortunately the financial industry has been, um, I guess, yeah, not great at being inclusive. And I think everyone is concerned. Everyone has money um, in some shape or form and everyone can make an impact. Mm. No, that's beautiful. I think it's um that uh, that Venn diagram you talk about with the icky guys. Um, yeah, I think that's definitely where I sit. You know, from my position in Surface for Climate, you know, like it's kind of what do I love? What needs to be done? What am I? What am I good at? Um, and then you, if you can be fortunate enough to do that as your job, you're you know you're kind of living a good life in many ways. 
Um, so I definitely, I definitely feel yeah, and that was a really good um, description. It's your purpose. It's the one thing that only, only you can do in this world. It's mm. very unique to you. Um, yeah. There's no recipe, um, and which is which is also why I've created my own company because, yeah, sometimes when you are really in your center, um, the job just doesn't exist. And th- mm. I think this is also why so many people are unhappy at work because you know. Companies have been created by other. You, you essentially live through someone else's dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a scary thought, isn't it? To to think <laughs> about how many hours people go to work for for someone else's dream to come true. Exactly. Yeah, that's a. But a, there are, but there are many ways to have an impact, and it doesn't have to be your job. You can be impactful mm. in doing, you know, as um, working for an association or being part of your community, which um, I think the surface community is really. Um, you know, well known for. So um, there are other ways. You don't have to, you know, create your own company to make an impact. With Bloom and its launch, I know that you you launched only like a couple of months ago. Um, obviously, you would you would think that some of these economic wins might be hard for a startup. Um, you know, there's been this big energy crisis lately as well, which is obviously. Um, affected a lot of different startups. I, I noticed the other day that Innova, the community energy company yeah. on the Northern Rivers, has had to go into administration. Devastating, yeah. devastating, right? Like these were these were the these were the hopes, you know, like the hopes and dreams of of communities to to kind of build their own resilience around energy. Um, so we've seen some serious impact here in Australia. Um, how are you finding in the initial stages after your launch? Like, how are you being received by the community? Was there already um, an interest level that was quite high from Australians to 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 get involved in something like Bloom, or is there quite a big barrier of education that you need to kind of jump over to get people to understand what the opportunity mm. is and why it's worth their money? How have you found it? Look, we've been pleasantly surprised um, by our progress despite right. um, a really complex environment. We've launched over two two months ago, mm-hmm. and we our fund is already managing over a million dollars. Wow! Um, and so we've just ticked over the 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 one million yesterday, I believe. That's so great. I think I know, and it's it's just um, heartwarming to see that you know. People get on board with our vision of investing for the long term um, and, and making an impact with their money. I think um, I think since COVID, a lot more people have been um, investing online. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe the latest stats um, is that 1.4 million Australians already invest online. Wow. And um, environmental, social, and governance investing, so ESG investing or ethical investing, has been really um, rising in popularity. Um, I believe that, yeah, again, according to the Responsible Investment Association, one in five um, millennial already invests responsibly. That's interesting. So, um, yeah, this is the great thing. And I think, you know, Bloom comes in with, proposition around investing for climate impact and people are already sold on making a positive impact Mm. they are starting to be also more comfortable investing online um without necessarily you know having uh, an expensive financial advisor so Mm. we come in we come in in the middle 
Um, and yeah, so far it's been going, it's been going well. That's, That's fantastic. Great. Um, obviously it has to, the question has to be asked, um, you're a French CEO in Australia launching a startup that does actually invest in international companies. Like, is is this ultimately is Bloom kind of situated in Australia for the for the next few years, or is there ambition to really kind of expand this out to other countries and really take on a global approach? You you mentioned mm. climate impact at scale, so I'm assuming that internationalization is on the agenda. Totally. Um, look, um, climate change, pardon my French, <laughs> is a wicked, um, wicked issue and we mm. have no time to waste. And um, there's no limit to the impact I want to make. And we know that according to the IPCC, we need to move 2.4 trillion mm. US dollars every year until 2050 for a chance to limit global warming to 1.5 degree. Um, we need to increase the current levels of investment sevenfold. You know, we need to move the money mm. from fossil fuels to um, the solutions of the future. So absolutely, we won't stop at um, Australia. We, um, I have to say, though, that all in our fund today, all our projects are in Australia. So, right. yes, we do invest in listed um, equities overseas and in Australia, but all our projects, clean energy projects, are in Australia. That's great. I mean, that's kind of cool, though, because Australia, oh, yeah. we, we often hear in the news that we're behind and all this kind of stuff, but there is a lot of activity happening here in this country, right? There are projects that are getting underway and um, there, and even I know that the renewable energy zones in New South Wales that were established are quite a big result, you know, for us to get on board, yeah? Oh, Australia is uniquely placed to be a um, clean energy superpower. I don't think people realize um, the resources available. Mm. Unlimited sun, um, incredible amount of wind, qualified population, safe environment. Um, the clean energy industry is bringing a ton of opportunities, not only in terms of wealth, but also in terms of jobs. So now it's about just seizing this opportunity, having the right policies in place and just having the people um, supporting this. And I think with the new elections, um, we, we've, seen, we've seen that people are now ready mm. and we are shifting from an old mindset. I mean, Australians, Australia's wealth, when you think about it, has been built on mining. Mm. Okay. So I do understand that the transition is not easy. And um, we have to make sure that we don't leave people behind. Um, but we know that the clean energy industry can create jobs and can create uh, more wealth. Mm. No, very interesting. Very cool. It's, um, it's so cool to hear more of the backstory about what Bloom and yourself have been up to. Um, I noticed that part of what you do with your communications is to hold these kind of educational um, kind of webinars. And um, so, so what's going on there? How, how can we um, let people know listening to this podcast? Like if they want to learn more, how do they, yep. how do they best engage with Bloom to kind of go on the journey with you and kind of see what their money can do, what the potential of their money has? Totally. I am so passionate about this. So when I started Bloom back in 2019, 
impact investing was this like really closed um, club, you know, you had to be a certain type of person and have a certain type of wealth to mm. go to events and crazy expensive conferences. Um, so I thought I would create my own community with yeah. free events where everyone can join from their computers. Mm. Um, so we've been doing that every fortnight um, almost since 2019. And we um, talk about impact investing, sustainable finance. Um, and what we've been doing lately is inviting companies that we invest in. Mm-hmm. Actually, today, for to give you an example, we had um, Sims Limited, yep. big listed Australian company that um, does metal um, recycling and yeah. other types of recycling. And we just and we just ask all our questions: What right. do they do? What's the impact? Is it the right moment to invest in this? Um, my my dream is that you know, investing. We we do to the financial sector what happened to fast fashion. You know how fast fashion has become a bit uncool? Mm. Well, I, I, ho- I, hope, I hope traditional finance is going to become uncool <laughs> <laughs> and that um, ethical, impact, ethical or impact investing is going to become the norm um, and, and it's going to be a no-brainer that you have to take into consideration environmental, social and governance aspects when, when you invest. So my, my goal is to make all of these conversations super inclusive. Um, I guess the same way you do, right? With those, with those um, CalPAC combos. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that sounds wonderful. And I think that the, um, it feels like uh, that finance does need that shake up. I mean, the global financial crisis could have been a good starting point for finance to, to start to become uncool or fast finance. So I think you're spot on and, um, yeah, it's a really interesting subject. It may not be something that a lot of people listening to this have engaged with, you know, but given those statistics about the number of millennials that are actually investing now, I mean, that's a that's a much bigger number than what I thought. So hopefully anyone who's listening, they've learned something new about Bloom. Um, I totally. definitely encourage everyone to get involved. We'll stick some links in the show notes and you know, best of luck to you. I think that's a great milestone, that million dollar milestone. I mean, that's huge. And yeah, um, a huge congratulations to you and the team and and a huge thank you as well for coming on board with Surfers for Climate so early in your journey and ours. So that means a lot to us. And I think, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's always nice to say thanks when you get the chance. Oh, that's my pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, we love, you know, we love the surface community. Um, we believe in protecting the ocean. And um, I think the financial industry has a big role to play there. So, Mm. um, yeah, thank you so much. So thank you very much, Camille, and best of luck with Bloom Impact. Thank you.